Hey, it's me, Fondle. Wait, no, I mean Frankie. Uh, just call me Frankie. Unless we're in the new floaty place, in which case you can call me Mr. Science. So, I made a new friend, wherever I am now, a cool dragonborn who I think is called Six. We can't talk here, so maybe he's called something else. Anyway, he's a super nice guy, and he wants to help me get home. So we went flying around looking for a way home. We did find another new friend, a big scary lobster thing. I don't like lobster myself. Meanwhile, my friends were pretty busy getting blackmailed by that guy Hoss into doing a heist against Mr. Marvelous? Some people might choose to focus on the blackmail part, but I'm focusing on the heist part. Ace Valley is never gonna know what hit it. everybody and welcome to the terrible adventures of the janice and Bruford's parchment company uh, episode 34 uh reservoir employees part two my name is penny d i'll be your dm and i collect shiny pokemon and this is specifically only like legitimately bred proper shiny pokemon will not take a hacked one and specifically also only pokemon that are like ready to fight other people don't take no babies don't take no ones with bad stats like i collect like the creme de la creme of shiny pokemon that's just me (laughs) i love the idea of collecting shiny pokemon but i collect something even better uh i'm liz and i play karen the dwarf barbarian and i collect really stupid mugs whenever i go to an op shop a second hand store a, a cheap warehouse store I will go straight to the mug section and I will collect the dumbest mugs that you can possibly find. I found a mug that looks like a fish recently and I love it. I also have one that (laughs) says, I've got it right next to me actually. It says, be a pineapple, stand tall, wear a crown and be sweet on the inside. I don't know what that means. But it's very Bad stupid, mug. so I, I bought it. it. It's very, qu- it's very clear what it means. Like it hasn't left yeah. much room for interpretation. It's actually, it's, yeah. that's true. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. You know what? You're actually right. <laughs> but yeah, st- really stupid mugs. I love them. Hi, my name is Stephanie, and I play Frankie the Human Artificer, and I like collecting plants and death. So, girl, oh, hell yeah. <laughs> Sorry, plants and what? Get. Oh, right. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> you like to collect it? Wait, are you a dick collector? Yeah. <laughs> do, you, do you enjoy collecting debt, or is it more of like a thing that just this happens is fun. to you? Uh, let's not talk about that. Tell me about your favorite plants. <laughs> <laughs> That's a much better topic. I can't, I can't pick a favorite plant because I don't want other plants to hear and then shrivel up and die. So I like all my plants equally, uh, and I tell them every day. Oh, I struck their leaves. Oh, what was your first plant that kind of got you into this? My first plant, I think it was the Monstera. 
that I oh. bought in the warehouse for like twenty dollars. I'm like, you're just a little baby. Wow. So Steph, I want to be honest with you. I never saw the appeal of having plants in your house until I saw yours. And now I'm all about it. So like you showed me that having plants is worth it and exactly oh. why that is. Because I was always like, they don't have flowers. What's the point? And now I get the point. I really do. <laughs> oh, I love making plants too. That makes me feel good. You like collecting good vibes. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I'm Poppy, I play Idafa, the tiefling rogue. I collect a couple things because I definitely hyperfixate. I have a whole <laughs> box of sewing things from when I liked to sew. I have a whole box of, of crochet things from when I crocheted. Um, but one thing I will always collect is stickers because I'm one of those people that gets very anxious about putting them somewhere because that shit's permanent. Yeah. It is, it you gave me a lot of stickers for my birthday. That was really yeah. nice of you. <laughs> Most of them have been used now. I, I don't I don't have that anxiety. Fantastic. Like, cool, this is a great place. Slap it on. I love <laughs> when people use stickers because they always brighten it up. And it's, oh, I just wish I could be that person. Hi, I'm Nathan and I play Flinder the Halfling Bard. And I collect Lego. <gasps> um, And also a little bit on Poppy's side, I collect craft items. Like I've got a shelf full of... um. <laughs> cardboard tubes and like foam that could be something um much to Cece's dismay <laughs> <laughs> um and I also um and this is because I hoard stuff so I made a system to I mean I don't keep heaps of random photos and um pot- photographs and paper everywhere but I have I collect my memories all um my good vibes and stuff in like little jars and so now and then um like the next kind of after it's full basically because there's multiple years in a jar but it just goes on my bookshelf and then I can look at the things in there and be like Oh, that's the ticket stub for that concert I went to, and I. Oh, that's really well, that's, nice. That's like the the logo of like the first place me and Sissy went for our date, and blah blah blah. So, cute. Uh, so cute. And I just want to throw out there something that all of us collect is Patreons on our brand new setup Patreon. Uh, <laughs> if anybody <laughs> wants to become a Patreon, you can be part of our collection. You can donate <laughs> as much money as you want. You can support the show. Moving on. And I'll put Woo-hoo. you on my shelf. Yeah, and we'll and we'll look at you. And think about all the good vibes. <laughs> but this isn't a Antiques Roadshow podcast. This is a D&D podcast. <laughs> and so we're going to play some Dungeons and Dragons. Uh, how's everybody feel about that? Let's do good. it. Touching back in with the main party. You guys are in the smokehouse. You have successfully disguised yourself, <laughs> infiltrated past the main door guard, and now you're inside. And as Ida mentioned to you, there's people playing, gambling at different tables. There's a few guards sort of wandering around. There are, you know, there's one guard sort of like over by the bathrooms. What do you do? So while I was waiting for Ida to come in the door, I would have made my way to the bar to pick up a, a mug of something just to hold in my hands to look. Not so just standing around. Yep, sure. What what did you get to drink? Uh, just a, just ale. You you pay the appropriate amount of gold for that. Let's say two copper pieces, uh, for ale. And uh, so there's a lot of people. You know, there's there's probably about eight or nine tables in the center of the room, and then around the outside there are benches and like a few booths uh, for people who are sitting. There's not really food serving here, but there's spaces for people to sort of sit and talk and smoke uh, without playing any games mm. um, and the only other exits to the room are three doors that are marked bathroom okay karen has joined a throng of people watching a game <laughs> i'm not a gambler i don't really know what games people tend to watch but they watch the ones with like dice and stuff right they watch yeah. the dice rolling ones so yeah. karen has joined a throng of people watching a dice rolling game 
They're playing yeah. that uh, Liar's Dice game from Pirates of the Caribbean. Oh, yeah, oh, that's yes. the one. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. I'm not sure if we can say that. Disney, oh. Disney, please. On that they're pirate playing, movie. They're playing that Liar's <laughs> Dice game from that unnamed pirate franchise. <laughs> I can't remember um, what it was called. And just like that movie, we have no idea what the rules are. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, she's trying to figure it out, but she's not quite sure what's going on. And she's quickly deciding that she is not going to try and play the tables tonight because That's a good idea. These, these games all look extremely confusing. Okay, Idafa, what about you? Um, Idafa's doing the exact opposite. He's jumped right on the closest blackjack table because he wants to make himself look like a real patron. Okay. And I... do you want me to, to roll? Is there a luck thing I can roll? No. First of all, I want you to ding uh, 10 gold out of your gold. Because yeah. that's what it costs to sit down and play. Ten whole gold. Okay. Uh, and then I want you to... Uh, I want you to roll me a series of D20s. Do you know how Blackjack works? Uh, yes, yes, I do. Cool, okay. So actually what we're going to do is we're going to use D12s. Okay. Um, so I want you to roll me two D12s. Come on, lucky sevens. <laughs> That's a five and an eleven. Okay, so you currently have sixteen. Yep. Uh, everyone is looking around at you. I don't know if you know the rules to blackjack, but I do. Yes. Um, hit me. You gonna hit again? Yeah. Cool. I'm gonna roll a D12 on my end now to find out what. Okay. Kind of <laughs> Come on, baby. That's an eleven. You got a. Uh, you got a queen. Damn it. Uh, so you are bust. You are bust, uh, and you yeah. lose that. You lose that ten gold. Oh, okay. Oh, oh. <laughs> Would you like to be dealt back in? Once more, yes. Okay. You know, as every good gambler says, once more. Just one more. We'll come back around to you. <laughs> yeah, sounds good. Karen and Flynn, mm-hmm. I want you both to roll me a perception check. Cool. Uh, that's a 17. That is a 20. Not natural. Both of you at the same time realize that there are three bathrooms, and that's weird. Uh, two of them are marked men's. Uh, two of them are next to each other as you would expect a men's and women's bathroom to be but the third one's kind of off to the like off in the back corner kind of like almost like there's a plant sort of in front of it in a weird way that you wouldn't expect for a bathroom and you can see people coming in and out of the the one that's next to the women's but you haven't seen anyone use the other bathroom door yet it's for the very shy men uh Idafa, roll me 2d12 <laughs> okay. no one laughed at that come on <laughs> I, I did I did <laughs> oh, okay. I rolled 14 in total, and okay. 11 and a 3. Do you want to hit again? Yes. Uh, that's a 6, so you're on 20. Oh, yeah, I'm staying. Cool, um, I'm just going to quickly roll, um, I'm going to roll D20s. Okay. If anyone rolls over 18, they will go bust, but there's three other players, so I'm just going to quickly roll um, and see how everybody else does. Okay. One person is uh, sitting on 3. Uh, one person is sitting on 17. Uh, one person is sitting on 14, and the dealer, I'm just going to roll this and this. So this is not what I had planned for this at all, but I'm kind of interested to see if you win money. Yeah. <laughs> the dealer, uh, unfortunately, uh, goes bust. Yes. Uh, so you have one. I want you to add uh, 40 gold to your total. So you're, you're on 10 back, and then another 10 from each player. Yeah, so moving on. What are you guys going to do? Like, what are you doing to, like, further info? Like, this, we're not here to gamble and <laughs> carouse and partay. We're here for it to do a job. What are you guys doing? Okay, um, Karen Karen has got a ulterior motive for kind of mingling in the crowd. She is uh, listening 
out for any suspicious conversations. Uh, she's looking for the for the words Electrum. She's looking for Marvelous. She's maybe even looking for Tiefling. Um, she's yeah, she's trying to uh, see if there's any kind of conversations going on that relate to anything untoward. Okay, uh, go ahead and roll me a perception check. Oh, uh, fourteen. The most that you can get is that someone was talking about how the owner was here earlier, but like none of the words that you are specifically looking for is anyone talking about. Uh, if anything, I'll give you this. Uh-huh. From the lack of, like, from the way that the conversation is all over the place, this feels like the people who are here are more or less real gamblers. Like, they're, they're just random people from the public. And aside from the guards, they probably don't work for Marvelous. Okay. Okay, cool. Uh, yeah, no, that's good information. Karen will, she's probably going to go and drag Idafer away from the table. But, I was going to um, say, Idafer is actually going to run up to Karen and be like, Karen, I want money. I want money. I'm going to keep gambling. <laughs> no. Uh, <laughs> okay. So when we accepted the job uh, that if we failed would expose our entire histories to all who are interested, who would be, you know, the people who pay your wage, uh, your family, your friends. Mm-hmm. Um, did you think that we would be gambling all night, darling? Um, I thought that I could win enough money that I could move us all away. Oh, I don't. Do you want to move away from your mere city? If I have enough money. <laughs> um, by the way, Flynn. Yeah. <laughs> when you negotiated your contract with Hoss, mm-hmm. the contract was basically he gets to use the scroll and anything else that you find in Marvelous's vault, you get to keep. Yeah. Okay. But but the scroll was un- unconditionally his to use, and you have to deliver it to him. Okay. Okay, but um, what the one thing that I had um, written down that I wanted to include in the contract was that he, like, we agreed to do what he wanted, but he agreed that once we have delivered, you know, the the goods that he states, he burns all the copies of our, um, you know, information he has on our families. Oh, yeah. and stuff. Roll me a persuasion check. Um, and I'm still going. <laughs> and if he <laughs> defaults on his part of it, that he stipulates that we can tell everyone that he snitched, like he sold out the criminal underboss, and we'll spread oh. rumours across the city. Roll me a persuasion check. And Karen and Ida for roll me an insight check. Okay. What's 18 plus 9? Enough. Uh, 27. Okay. Um, Ida got a 7 for insight, by the way. And Karen got an 8. Hoss agreed to your terms straight away. To the point that you even thought that that was what he was going to suggest before you asked for it. Um, <laughs> maybe maybe not the part where, you know, you can sell me out to Marvelous. Karen and Idafer, he seemed like he wasn't lying. He seemed like he was more or less on the level. Hmm. Yeah. And you can't use that as like a I rolled low so I actually know that he was lying. Like, that's what you know is that he was on the <laughs> yeah, level. Yeah. So no, you're not allowed, you can't metagame that. <laughs> Karen is going to, like, drag Idafer away from the tables. Yeah, good idea. <laughs> <laughs> and she's going to say, you're never going to win enough money, darling. It's just not how it works. This is where people come to play with money, not to earn money. But one, You don't have quite enough money to play with it. <sighs> okay, I guess we'll get this job done then. <laughs> <laughs> um, at this point, Flynn's going to kind of like breeze past you guys and take a big, like, what looks like a huge gulp of his drink and then go, and he whispers to you both, I'm going to get really drunk until I need to use the bathroom because one of them doesn't look like the other. You can just say you want to use the bathroom, Flynn. You need to be drunk to use the bathroom, darling. No, because if they try and route me to the right one, I'll be like, oh, sorry, I wanted to pee on the plant. Oh, please don't pee on the plant in the middle of 
in the middle of oh, I won't, uh, a casino. I'm not going to leave my going DNA. To going to get thrown out. Uh, Karen, <laughs> Karen has just... Karen's had enough of this conversation. <laughs> she's she's not a subtle person by nature. No. And all of the subterfuge is really getting on her nerves. She's not enjoying it. She's just going to go towards the bathroom door. Which one? The secret bathroom that's behind the pot plant. Okay. It's it's only partially obscured by a pot plant. It's not like yeah. it's not like <laughs> hidden behind a pot plant. It's not like yeah, okay. Um, yeah, sure. Uh roll me a stealth check. Four. <laughs> okay. You as you approach the door, you feel a hand on your shoulder and one of the guards uh one of the like, you know, guys dressed like Marvelous as boys mm. politely says to you like bathroom's over that way. And uh Karen clears her throat and says <clears throat> Don't worry, darling. I'm here on behalf of the boss. And she's going to flash the Electrum again. He is going to uh, kind of squeeze your shoulder a little bit and gesture over towards the woman. And he's going to say, that one's out of order. Fine. But uh, if the boss finds out you've been messing me around, he won't be pleased. Roll intimidation or persuasion. Okay. Oh, intimidate, intimidate, intimidate. I'm going to intimidate him. That's an 18 plus 7, please. Okay. A 25. The the way that you say this makes him kind of double take. Like, you got the feeling that the first time you talked, he wasn't really even listening. He's just doing, you know, going through the motions. Mm-hmm. The second time that you like, hey, the boss isn't going to be pleased, um, you've kind of given him pause. Mm. Uh, and he says, um, wait here. And he and he goes off uh, towards where some of the other guards are standing. Okay. I want to summon and, the manager. <laughs> Karen's going to motion uh, Flynn and Idafa to come and stand with her. Mm-hmm. Flynn's like, oh my god, and then just like stomps over. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm sorry, your piss idea my did not plan. work. The piss idea. <laughs> His piss plan. Piss plot. Piss- <laughs> okay, now what? She's just going to wait until the... Just go in. Oh, no, you know what? Um, While he's off talking with the guard, she's just going to keep everybody going and just usher them through the door. <laughs> yes, yes, absolutely. Yes. Yep. <laughs> On the other side of the door, there is no bathroom. There is, in fact, a corridor lined with small curtained-off areas. Um, and at the end is a- another door. Okay. I just walk into the first one on the left. There's people having sex in there. Oh, jeez. Uh, <laughs> Karen, Karen. <laughs> Karen drags him out. You can see her hand come through the um, through the <laughs> curtains because she could hear what was going on. She could yeah, hear like oh. it was very obvious what was happening on the other side of the curtains. Yeah, I thought it would be. Her hand comes through without her without the rest of her body coming through, and she grabs Idafa's tail without any hesitation <laughs> and just drags him back through and goes. Honestly, you should know by now not to go poking around in strange rooms. But we found so much loot. Let's stay on target, please. You found a lot of booty in there. <laughs> Where's the next door, sorry, Penny? Just at the end of the corridor. Yeah, let's head towards that door then, I suppose. Okay. It's a heavy iron door, and it appears to be locked. Where does everyone else go when they come through this door, though? We've dealt with locked doors before. Can I try lockpicking? You absolutely can try lockpicking. Fantastic. Uh, roll me a check using your thieves' tools. That is 19. Yeah. Woo! Uh, it does take a minute. And right as you see the door that you first came through start to open, you successfully manage to uh, open the heavy iron door. Oh, thank God. And we all, sn- like, run in. Well, I walk normally, but yep. <laughs> we'll get in there and close the door. Yeah. You burst through and you find yourselves in a rather odd-looking new room. 
Three of the walls, forward, right, and behind, are made of stone. Uh, and the fourth, the left wall, seems to be made of like smooth black glass or marble or something. Mm. At the front end of the room is a door with multiple keyholes in it. Um, hanging on the nails to the side of the door are four keys. Ah, exciting. Let's just try them all. <laughs> so, as part of being a dwarf, you can make proficiency bonuses to history checks containing concerning stonework. Even if not proficient, yeah. Can I do a history check on like the uses of the black marble? Yeah, go ahead. Okay. Can I help just because I'm nosy and I like things and I want to be helpful, so we can discuss <laughs> it. Like she's pondering. Oh, that is a twelve, so not great. All you can gather is that the stone walls are quite old mm. and the glass wall is quite new. So the glass wall has been put in some point later than the original building. Okay, so it's definitely not rock of some kind. It's definitely, like, black glass. Yeah, and mm. you can't see through it at all. Mm, okay. Can, can you tell me about the keys again? Sure, roll me an investigation check. And are you examining the keys or the door? Uh, the keys. That's an 11. There are four keys. Each of their heads looks fairly similar. Mm. You, actually, you tell us. You tell us what you see. Okay, so... Um, Skeleton keys. <laughs> Karen is staring at four keys. All of the heads are skulls and all of the um, teeth of the keys are slightly different. Uh, going from simple to quite complex in the, the teeth design. Cool. Um, and does somebody other than Karen want to investigate the door? Yeah, I'd like to, I'd like to look at the lock. Cool. <clears throat> uh, go ahead and roll me an investigation check. Uh, 16. And Ido got 24. Oh, nice. Both of you, easily, this is not, this was not a difficult check. Um, the door <laughs> is locked. Uh, it seems to have exactly eight keyholes in the front of it. Above each of the keyholes is an image of an animal. <gasps> the eight animals are jellyfish, wolf, ox, snake, spider, giraffe, bat, elephant. And I'm going to drop those into the chat just so that you don't have to keep asking me. Okay, what cool. Are. <laughs> I wrote hey, thank you. Those and I was going to like, crack, like do the old like, oh, I know what I'm doing, cracking into his knuckles. And he's like, this is what we're gonna do, guys. Oh dear. <laughs> okay, so my idea. Can I go ahead with Penny? Y yeah, do what you like. This is a this is your puzzle. All right, guys. These keys. Each of them has a different number of uh, prongs. I guess is what you'd call them. Yes. And these animals have different numbers of legs. You see where I'm getting at here? Yep. Perfect. Yeah. Uh, so how many does a jellyfish have though? Uh, pff, eight, six or eight, one of the two. Well, I thought four, six or eight, but that's a lot of... Well, I guess if there's an image, we can count the legs on it. Oh, true. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> darling, 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 the only problem is, is that I don't think any animal in the world has got three legs. Well, we could add three plus something. She holds up the key that has three teeth. Oh. Yes, but how many legs does a spider have, Karen? Eight. Yes, and we've got a three key and a five key. Do you, do you generally put two keys in the same lock, darling? We could oh, try. There's, there's eight. There's eight keyholes. Yes. All right. Well, Ido grabs the three and the five and tries it like one at a time into the spider one. Does it work? Which one do you do first? I do the five. Cool. Um, when you put the five key into the spider lock and turn it, um, a spectral spider yeah. comes bursting out of the door and sort of like flashes past you doing uh, 1d6 slashing damage. Ow. Oh my god. I don't think that was the right way to do that. Take two slashing damage. Okay, thank you. 
Also, I'm just going to assume we did fully heal before this journey, right? Uh, yeah, you would have had, you would be starting from the beginning of the episode with full heals and stuff. Because you traveled for like three or four days in the carriage before you got back to Murphy's. Oh yeah. my god, okay, sweet. <laughs> hmm, okay. It's not legs. <laughs> Is it? How many letters in their, in their names? Hmm, it could be, but there's nothing with two for the ox. Ox or it could bean? be the, the space in between the the teeth as well. So okay, so we've got a key with three teeth and two spaces, and we've got a key with four teeth and three spaces. Mm. Ox, like the full name is oxen. So five teeth and four spaces, and six teeth and five spaces. I don't know if that is going to work either because we elephant is longer than any of that. Probably not try elephant straight away. What just happened? You know? Yeah. Actually, jellyfish is the longest word. Oh, yeah. Yeah, but elephant is also longer than six or five. You are right. (laughs) It's not the longest one, though. Gosh, that is correct. I never said it was the longest one. I just said it was longer than. (laughs) (laughs) But you're, thank you. You are right that jellyfish is the longest word here. Okay, guys. Um, what is the maybe? Maybe it's just an order of biggest laws. Try something. Try the three with the bat because a bat probably won't hurt us as much either. <laughs> and if no one else is going to, then I don't will. Okay. You put the prong with three keys into the lock with the bat on it. Yes, please. There is a satisfying clunk. Aha! Aha! Okay. I think I'm. I think I'm getting it. I think I'm getting it. One, two, three, four, five, six. Can you explain it? Uh, no, uh, yeah, hold on. <laughs> so the one with three teeth had the bat and it was satisfying. Yes. <laughs> Good. I think we should put the four into the wolf now. Yes, the four should go into the wolf. So, so who does that? Karen will. Thanks. There is a satisfying clunk. Yes. Perfect. Okay. Um, the five should go into the snake. Who does that? Flynn? No, I don't know what that means. I'm just looking oh, at you guys. Okay. <laughs> I'm, I know will then. He'll chuck the, the, the five into snake. Cool. There is a satisfying clunk. Perfect. And the one with six teeth should go into the spider. Cool. There is a fourth satisfying clunk and the door swings open. Perfect. And I I do a high five with Karen. (laughs) That was Um, amazing. Nice work, Nate. You solved it. You you got it so quick. (laughs) Karen will will explain to to Flinvar that it's the the number of uh, letters in the word, which is the number of teeth. That's what Flynn suggested in the first place. And it oh is gosh. what Flynn suggested in the first place. And then we did it, and he was like, what are you doing? Oh, my God. Because <laughs> Flynn's smarter than Nate. It's just how we work around here, you know? Like, <laughs> Nice. So the door swings open, so you guys are able to travel forwards. Let's Woo! continue forward, team. Frankie. Yes, sir. Where we last left you, you were in some peril, is that right? Yeah, yep, that's right! So this enormous, uh, ugly, warped lobster beast is like... You know, I, I'm doing a lot of movie references, but you know those big armoured fish things in Avengers? How they kind of like swim by like moving like an eel through the air? Yes. Yeah, so it's doing that. It's like swimming towards you. It did a big roar and it's clearly coming right at you. And you were tapping six on the shoulder, right? Yes, I am. Six is going to look at you and kind of tap his wrist, 
indicating to you that he needs time. Frankie is going to squeal out of fear uh, and bravery. No, he's really brave. Uh, so it's a, a squeal of bravery. Yeah. Uh, and then he is going to pull up his pants and uh, try and summon his uh, his crossbow, I guess, from his uh, amulet. See if that works. Cool. You are successful in summoning your crossbow. Okay. And so how far away is, is the lobster creature? At the moment, it's probably like 200 feet away, and its eye okay. is fixed on you, and it's swimming towards you. Okay. Well, Frankie is going to swim towards it. Okay. And try and lure it, uh, like away from six so six can finish doing what six is doing okay roll me an intelligence check okay uh 21 easy you you're now quite used to this whole like using brain power to float around thing and you're quite small so you fly towards the beast the warped lobster as you get close you kind of turn off and go past it uh, and it does like a big slow turn coming back around sort of towards you are you've successfully uh led it away from six but now it is still uh traveling towards you it's still chasing you down what would you like to do next frankie would like to i guess take cover for um at like the nearest sort of floating rock cool and then once it gets you know within range he's going to try and shoot at it okay roll me a stealth check first okay uh stealth that is a 14 on stealth. Okay, yeah, you you, you do float towards the nearest rock, uh, but it's sort of, just because you're out of its line of sight doesn't mean it doesn't know where you are. And so that you didn't quite clear the, the stealth DC that I was looking for. So what happens is the enormous beast kind of like rams into this rock, which is much smaller than it. And then the rock then slams into you, uh, dealing four bludgeoning damage to you. Ah! And it begins to turn again like a hungry shark looking to come back at you. Ah, and Frankie's going to shoot at it. Okay, cool. Roll me an attack roll. Hmm. And where are you aiming? Pretty much, I guess, the widest part of the body for a better chance of hitting it. Cool. Yeah, roll me an attack roll. That is uh, 18. Cool. Yeah, 18 does hit. Go ahead and roll me damage. Nice. Good job, Frankie. Let's go, Frankie. Uh... That's a five. Despite the fact that you do land your shot, um, it does stick into its hide. Um, it doesn't really seem to have, like, you didn't do enough damage that it flinched or really even noticed. It's an enormous creature. Like, it's quite possibly the largest life form that you've ever seen. <laughs> it's larger than the T-Rex even. Maybe not larger than the Lava Golem, but we don't even know if that was really alive. Yeah. It continues charging at you. Would you like to make one more attempt to, like, do something against it? Yeah. Frankie would like to try and shoot it again. Cool. Probably aiming more towards the face or eye or something to at least wound it. Cool. Roll me an attack roll. Uh, that is a natural 20! Yeah, very nice. Good, good, good. Um, you do successfully manage to hit it in the eye. And it does close its eye and kind of like rumble off to the side. It does sort of like crash into quite a large rock, like a big sort of meteor type thing, exploding that and sort of sending like small bits of dust and rock uh, flying all around. Nice work, Frankie. Oh, thank God. Thank you. That's the only natural 20 I'll get. Back to the main party. As you guys walk through the door, uh, the sending stone uh, lights up and you hear Hoss's voice and he says, Hey, you've been gone for a while. How you doing? 
Oh, you shouldn't call us while we're on a job, darling. You could be distracting us from something. You guys are all right then? Yes, we're fine. We're fine. Okay. How are those dossiers? <laughs> he kind of like snorts a little bit uh, and goes quiet. The next uh, room is not lit at all. Aside from a pillar in the center of the room that glows faintly of electric green. Hmm. Uh, instead of a door, at the back of the room is a lowered circle area. Kind of reminds you of the elevator that you used when you were at uh, Asus's, uh, you know, Asus's compound. There you go. So it's dark, and there is a green pillar in the center of the room. Okay. Can I can I do an Arcana check to see if the green pillar is related to like Tiefling powers? Sure. Yeah. Go ahead and roll me an Arcana check. That's a six. Nice. Inconclusive. You don't. You don't know. I don't know. I don't know. The hell's this? Karen will, however, turn to Idafa and say, "Green. It's kind of <laughs> like your magic, isn't it, darling? Uh, is is kind of like is, my magic? Because this is a tiefling thing. <laughs> is it? No. Well, yeah. Is I'll have it? A look, don't worry. All right. Um, <laughs> I was gonna go like kind of slink up to the pillar and look at it closely without touching it. Uh, and is, I'm assuming this is an arcana check for Ido. Roll me investigation. Oh, okay, sweet. There we go. Oh, he only got 11. Again, you aren't, like, the color is similar, but you aren't really able to distinguish if this is something related to you as a tiefling or if there's just something else that, you know, glows this color. Um, what you do find, though, um, is at the front of the pillar, at elbow height for you, Idafa, there's a small hole that's, you know, you could put your hand inside. And around the back of the pillar appear to be uh, three dials with symbols on them. Okay. Ido turns to Karen and he says, Hey, Karen, you know how the dwarves had those, like, mechanized limbs? Yes. Yeah, if I lose my arm right now, do you reckon <laughs> you could do one for me? Uh, I cool, can, thanks, I Karen. Um, Ido <laughs> chuck his arm in the hole. Cool. Um, in, inside, <laughs> uh, inside there appears to be some kind of lever. Ooh, and he pulls it immediately. Oh, you take 2d8 necrotic damage and the lever does not move. Oh. Okay, do, do you want to roll that damage? Or? You, you can go ahead and roll it. It is... Oh, shoot. Okay, that's 10 necrotic damage. Yeah. For Duffer. Wow. Okay. I was really taking it considering he's like the weakest member of the party. He's also yeah. the most reckless one of the party who puts his hands into <laughs> all kinds of things. No, you're right, you're right. All kinds of things and pulls levers constantly. He's like, this oh, ah, uh, oh, and he pulls his arm out and starts shaking. It's like, I don't think that's the right thing to do. And he looks at the dials. The dials uh, appear to be, hang on, gonna drop some images into the chat. Love an image. I prepared some puzzles this time, you guys. I love it. Ooh, I love, love puzzles. Okay, the dials all look like this. They appear to be able to rotate um, and there oh. is a small notch uh, at the top of each of the dials, sort of indicating which of the symbols is currently selected. Ooh, okay. okay, so there is one with uh, chess pieces on it. Mm -hmm. There is one with various symbols on it a fork a skull and crossbones glasses a coffin a knife and there's one with only four symbols on it a horseshoe a man a clock pointing at one o'clock a music note and then there's a blank space also just as an aside thanks to wally dm from patreon for providing these art uh, assets for me thank you Oh, dude, oh, cool. thanks. They look fantastic. They're really cool. Okay, okay. I think I think we need to have a look around the room because these have to have something to do with the with the room, right? Yeah, absolutely. Let Let's take a look around the room. Hmm. Idafa and Karen have dark vision, so even though they can't see colors in the dark, they can still see things in the dark. So they should be able to scan the room and see if there's anything that they can see. 
Yeah. Cool. Roll me investigation checks, both of you. Okay. And, and Flynn, if there's anything that you'd like to have a closer look at, you're welcome to. Yeah, so Flynn's going to ask Karen and Ido, are we alone in here? Because I'm going to have to light a torch. <laughs> you'll be fine, Flynn. You'll be fine. The green pillar is casting, like, enough sort of, like, okay. spooky light around the room that it's not, like, dark, dark, but it's, like... Um, like using a phone light in like a really dark space. Like you can kind of see where stuff is, but um, it's not well yeah. lit. We'll see it better. Ido got a 14. And Karen got a 3. Oh dear. Idafer, there is nothing else in this room other than this pillar and the um, the lowered circle at the back. But what you do pick up as well is that the left wall appears to be made of glass again. Oh. Mm, okay, weird. I'm going to randomly spin the very top dial the one with the chess pieces and i would like to roll to see which one i landed on so i'm just gonna roll a i'm just gonna roll a d6 and if it's a six i'll roll again is that okay yeah so it's one one from the start going clockwise i land it on the night okay so as you touch the dial mm. a riddle does appear on the like cast up against the black glass wall but when you land on the night there's a chime uh and the dial kind of sets itself into the wall you solve the riddle without even trying yeah i was gonna say that is so funny yeah wait what (laughs) oh okay okay karen do the next one the riddle says i stand beside this holy man the monarchs fear my wrath none may move the way i can ever the crooked path i was like definitely a knight the horse so it's definitely a knight it's the horse, it's the knight, and I chose that randomly with my beautiful dice. So, you know what? Let's do it again. I'm going to turn it to, num- to on the second dial. I'm going to turn it to number four again because I rolled a four. I'm going to turn it to the fork. Okay. This time the dial doesn't set itself in, and a se- as soon as you touch the second dial, a second uh, riddle is cast from the pillar up onto the wall of black glass. Oh. Okay. Uh, Karen's going to read it out loud, and she's going to say, Oh, <laughs> the man who devised it does not want it. The man who bought it does not use it. The man who used it does not realize it. Poppin. And I top his hand like he's in a classroom. He's like, oh, oh, I got it. I got it. Yeah. I defer. I-, I think it is a coffin, Karen. It definitely is. I defer. I think that you Good two boy. are right. And she's <laughs> going to spin it to the coffin. Cool. That is the correct answer. And the dial does set itself. There's another chime and the dial does kind of sink into the pillar a little bit. And this mm-hmm. point, is kind of bouncing on the spot. He feels like he's on a bit of a game show. <laughs> this is a good riddle. Yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to spin the dial again and I'm going to spin it to the horseshoe on the third Hell dial. Yeah, you horse girl. <laughs> cool. The uh, <laughs> dial does not sink in as the other two have done. So you've not guessed, you've not like randomly guessed correctly. And a third riddle does get cast up onto the black glass wall. Oh, Karen, Karen, read it. Karen's, Karen's going to clear her throat again, like a little bit, a little bit embarrassed that she didn't get it the first time. Like she did the first time. Like, <laughs> and she's going to say, oh, <clears throat> what man loves more than life, fears more than death or mortal strife? What poor men have, the rich acquire, and all contented men desire. What misers spend, and the wastrels save, and each man carries to his grave. Time. Time? Or nothing. Or nothing. Okay. Oh, nothing. Poor men have nothing, the rich acquire nothing. True. Do you want me to try time first and then nothing, or should we go straight to to nothing? Okay, she'll turn it back to the blank space that is on this, this fifth dial, this third dial. 
there is a chime and the uh, <laughs> the third dial does sink into the pillar and behind you there is a low rumbling as the circle begins to descend. Uh, oh. Karen's going to jump onto the circle. Yeah, I'm going to make so sure I'm on it. Karen kind of sighs as the as the thing goes down, as the as the elevator goes down, and she kind of sighs and she puts her hand on her head and she says, "Oh, Frankie would have loved this. <laughs> he would have. He so would have." Penny here. Hope you're enjoying the episode and we'll be right back into it very shortly. But first of all, just some quick messages. I am really excited to announce that I've been invited to DM some one-shots for Wellicon 2022. If you've ever wanted to play some fun beginner D&D with me and you're in or around Wellington on 22nd or 23rd of October, grab your tickets now and let's have some sweet gaming time together. You can book in your space by going to wellicon.org.nz and buying a ticket for Intro to D&D. Saturday's first block is already sold out, so grab yours before they all disappear. Just wanted to say thank you to all the wonderful humans who are subscribed to our Patreon and support the show. James Courtright, Dusty at Gamers ADHD, Waffles Loves You and Hopes You Have a Good Day, Claire McDonald, Jules Bergeser, Bachelor Katarina Von Pamphlicet, Shobna Lee, Alex Moore and Lyndon Hood. I'm casting an Inflict Gratefulness curse on you all, so if you start finding gratitude in unexpected places, that's all me. If you would like to become a supporter of the terrible adventures of the Janison Breffitt's Parchment Company, check out patreon.com slash jbpcpodcast. There are multiple tiers with lots of rewards that you can unlock, and we post patron-only exclusive content like the recordings of our live shows. Music credits, thanks to Robert Musinger for Blue Moon, Bail Bonds for Chasing Down a Vision, and Summer Solstice on the June Planet, Young Logos for Fat Man and Intellect, Anno Domini Beats for Glass and Prey, Freedom Trail Studio for Heal You, and Nathan Moore for Tinker Time. As always, our social media pages are facebook.com slash Podcast and at jbpcpodcast on Twitter. And keep an eye on the Kiwi RPG hashtag for all sorts of things that Kiwi creators like us are doing with their podcasts and with their projects. Well, that's it. Thanks for listening to the show and welcome to all the new listeners that I've noticed lately. I know you won't hear this welcome until you've listened to 50 or so hours of content. So, um, yeah, I hope you're still enjoying it. Back to the show. Frankie. You are still in a fight for your life against this enormous, big, hungry uh, death lobster. And it is it has been chasing you uh, back and forth, thanks to how good your old rolls were. Um, I'm going to sort of carry that through. Oh, thank God. About four or five times now, you've managed to either dive out of the way, something else maybe, uh, you've like, you know, shot it in the eye again. You've been success like, while you're not damaging it, you are successfully keeping it away from yourself and from uh, six. Okay. Unfortunately, what's just happened is you did a dodge and you didn't realize that the direction that you sent it in uh, is actually towards six. Oh god, no! So where you are at right now is you've just realized, oh no, it's now targeting six, not me. What do you do? I'm going to think as hard as I can to move towards it, you know, like chasing it down. Yeah. To try and, I guess, jump on it and rustle it away. 
Cool. Okay. Roll me uh, an roll me an Arcana check. Okay. Okay. Arcana. Okay. 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 Plus seven. Uh, thirteen plus seven. Not natural twenty. Yeah, yeah, nice. Okay. Very good. Hell yeah. What happens is in your in your desperation you shoot uh, towards this beast uh, and you kind of land on its head and you're not really sure what to do because there's nothing to grab onto and uh, seemingly out of instinct your hand kind of brushes up against a one of the yellow wisps and you're able to sort of channel something from the yellow wisp it's like a lightning bolt that like strikes into the creature across its face um, doing some serious damage to it and you realize that these wisps you're able to channel their power in the same way that you channel electrum so for, for now uh spells slash impossible feats are available for you uh in this moment uh, assuming that you can collect uh wisps okay okay oh. so it can not necessarily be like a spell but if i'm like thinking about it and i could attempt to do it or does it actually have to be a spell you're gonna have to roll for it mm -hmm. but it can be anything that you can imagine if, it, if we can if we can line it up with an existing spell great and if it's something that that is not there we're gonna roll for it okay 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 so what frank would like or attempt to do is somehow push in front of uh like in front of the the monster and like i guess it's would be like casting, I guess, force wall and like put like a barrier between Frankie and the monster and try and push it back. Okay, cool. So go ahead and roll me an arcana check. Okay. If there was like an imagination check, I'd have you do that, but arcana is, uh, arcana is the closest we're going to get to here. Oh, for seven, uh, 19? Uh, yeah, so that's great. What you're able to do is you grab onto a bit of its armor and fling yourself forwards towards six. Uh, and as you fly, you're going to flip over and you're going to have your arms uh, out to the sides of you. And you're going to scoop up about seven or eight wisps uh, as you kind of do a surprisingly graceful sort of flip so that you're facing back towards the beast. Then you're going to uh, like hold your palms out and just think, mm -hmm. stop. And within like a second or two, uh, the beast does completely like crash into an invisible wall <laughs> and it's completely st You know how like the Hulk punch one of these things and it like sort of collapses into itself a little bit because the back keeps moving? Yeah. Yeah, like that. <laughs> For this moment, you are the Hulk. Man, I wish my friends could see me now. Oh. <laughs> wish we could too. Aww. The beast does take uh, a few minutes to sort of recover once it does it like swims off and around and it seems to be coming uh taking a long route uh back towards where you are uh okay uh, just give me a moment here uh, uh uh so it's coming coming like back towards me at the moment it isn't but it's like making a big arc but you, oh, okay, you can yeah. tell from sort of if swam away and around much like a shark would it feels like it's just coming around to approach you from a different angle okay i'm going to take this opportunity to fly again towards uh six see if six is nearly done just roll me a d20 that's an 11. um not quite the uh red wisp that he's been using that he's been doing this ritual on is very small um, and it appears to be kind of like struggling to regain its kind of eel-like shape um, at the moment the movements of his hand are, are pushing it down into a, a small point but he's not quite done yet okay okay sixth the the beast does uh roll around and uh begin begin its journey back towards you oh no okay mm -hmm. i would like to 
use one of the wisps to, I guess, sort of cast some sort of, uh, like, shield or, like, protective bubble okay. uh, around us. Okay, yeah. Uh, first. Sure. Yeah. So you, uh, you could do that. Uh, it's going to take you a few, a few more than one wisp. So you're going to have to just roll me a quick intelligence check just to quickly fly around and gather a few of these things. Uh, not natural 20. Yeah. Very nice. Yeah. Um, you're, you're well, uh, sort of accustomed to the way that the, especially fighting this thing and like having to move in opposition to another creature, you've gotten really used now to how you use your sort of concentration and your willpower to fly around. Yep. You do manage to scoop up uh, eight of these wisps and you come back to where, uh, to where six is and you kind of clap them together and then uh, expand your hands out uh, and a sort of yellow electric fairly solid bubble uh, surrounds the two of you okay who is this, Murphy? yes <laughs> I'm thinking of Murphy at the time <laughs> now upon you the beast uh, does uh, come at you uh, it opens its enormous mouth and it tries to crunch down uh, on you uh, and it's uh, some of its teeth uh, do snap and break and uh, you know break off. It's gonna need some. It's gonna need to go to a enormous warped lobster dentist now because a lot of its teeth on one side are broken. Um, um, and it does uh, sort of let you go out of its mouth and begins uh, begins sort of like vibrating and, and sort of glowing red as it comes around for sort of one last attempt at you. Uh, and in that and, and as your bubble fades away, um, you feel a tap on your shoulder and. Uh, Six is now holding what appears to be a very small red sparking bullet. Oh my god! Oh, he's gonna shoot himself I'm back a, into reality. I'm, a, I, I'm, I'm picking up what you're putting down, Six. Frankie says, even though you know, Frankie knows he can't hear him, but it's like he's, he's gonna take it and he's gonna think about the gun uh, to summon that. Oh. So, uh, regular party, the platform descends into another lit room, again, has a black glass wall on the left side, and a large circular door as the only other exit. The circular door contains some sort of complex, like, lock on the front of it, kind of like your classic, like, you know, bank vault door, in like a big, um, you know, wheel to turn, like a lot of, like, interlocking mechanics. At the center of the door is a metal pair of human-looking lips. Um, and next to the door are four squares with a rotating dial behind each one. And from what you can see, the dials uh, have the common alphabet uh, sort of written on them. Four dials, you say? Four dials. And all of them have all of the letters on it? Uh, what you can't tell, you can only see the A and the Z because they're kind of like set into the wall. But from what you can gather, probably. Okay. Karen's immediately going to trip trop over to the... Uh... Trip chop over to the dials. As you approach, the lips begin to move ah! and you hear, Good afternoon, sir. I have set this reminder so you do not forget the password. <laughs> Simply input the purpose of this scroll and the door will open. Purpose of the scroll? Mm. Uh, did, did Hoss ever. Do you guys remember Hoss telling us that? Because like, that would be <laughs> super think... useful right now. Oh, wait. Just give him a call. You're right. You're right. And Karen will pull out the sending stone and say, uh, hello, Hoss. What you got, kids? What's the purpose of the scroll? Uh, power? I'm not sure. It's Look, what I got told is that it's the most powerful scroll and that he was going to use it to do something evil. I want to take it and use it to set myself a little retirement. I'm not, I'm not actually sure what 
it does. I just it's know that a, it's a four-letter word, and it's also the password to the store. So I'm going to need you to work a little bit harder than that, darling. On horse. I'm going to touch in with some of my uh, contacts. Just go okay. ahead and try a few things, and, and I'll come back to you. Okay. <laughs> so Karen was originally going to put in lips because. <laughs> so <laughs> she and she would have announced it to everybody else so as soon as she burst in the door she would have said oh lips <laughs> and she still goes over to the dials and she turns the first one until it says l okay she turns the second one until it says i yeah uh, she turns the third one until it says f yeah and she turns the fourth one until it says e l i f e l i f e okay um Sorry, I need a pen. That spells life. It does! <laughs> Sorry, Penny. <laughs> I couldn't help it. <laughs> okay, the second dial is going to turn green and lock. Penny, have you made this a Wordle? Yeah, it's a Wordle. <laughs> so oh I so love a Wordle! This is so cute! I love this! Uh, the, the, the second dial with the eye uh, turns green. Uh, the other ones uh, do not do anything. Mm. Okay, so it's something I, something, something. And it's the most powerful um, thing. Um, uh, ooh. Okay, and and so what happens then is after your attempt, uh, the lips turn up again and it says, uh, something on your mind, Sir Marvelous? How could you forget such a prominent part of your own plan is beyond me? Okay. Um, uh, ooh. Um, something, I, something, something. I'm just writing out the whole alphabet and there's no L in this word. There's no F in this word, and there's no E in this word, and there is... What about dick? No. Is Idafer <laughs> going to run over and put dick in? No, he's he's not, but he has a little laugh to himself, and you guys are like, what are you talking about? And he's like, oh, no, it's definitely not this word. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so, guys, it's part of his plan. It's part of his plan. It's well, very powerful. Do you remember when he was having that big speech in front of that big portal? Do you remember what he was talking about? Oh, I try not to listen to people when they're ranting about things. <laughs> Maybe I should have done now. Okay. Well, but, uh, 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 um, what, uh, <laughs> rich, rich. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. Why don't you do? Yeah. Why don't you put in rich, Idafa? Okay, I'm gonna go put in rich, and Idafa goes to put in rich. Okay, uh, the H glows green. Aha! The other two do not. Okay. Something like I, something H. Uh, and, and after the second attempt, uh, the mouth opens again and says, uh, Hmm, still not there. Are you having an off day? Or perhaps you are not even the boss man at all. Are you a little rat trying to break in, perhaps? No. I'm just drunk. <laughs> Karen, Karen whispers, shut up, shut up, shut up, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> okay, something I, something H. Um. Oh, Karen puts in wish. Oh, it's a bloody wish scroll. <laughs> there is a chime, and the vault door swings open. <laughs> Whoa! I'm really good at wordle. <laughs> and then, and then, and then I pick up the sending stone and I tell Hoss, Hoss, you moron! It was wish. Oh, yeah, nice work. Um, what do you see now? Uh, and I'll answer that because I haven't described it to you yet. <laughs> <laughs> what you see ahead of you uh, is a straight path lined with red velvet curtains on each side, uh, leading about 40 feet down to an open area. Um, that is also seems to be lined with curtains. I defer. I think you should open one of these curtains up again. 
I, I, I really don't know if I should, Karen. No, no. I think it'll be a learning experience for you, darling. Um, do you Karen. tell? Do you tell Hoss what you see, or do you ignore him? Hoss, if you if we tell you what we see, is you going to be able to help? Uh, yeah, maybe. Ah, uh, all right. Well, we see curtains. Uh, red velvet. Yes, on each side. That's it. That's the vault. Uh, tell you what, you guys have held up your end. I'm going to tell my guy not to send out my uh little blackmail info. Uh, and I'm on my way to you. Thank you so much, says Karen. Just uh, keep keep going. I'll be there shortly. This is the vault, did he say? Yeah. She's going to usher everybody into the vault, and then... The door slams closed behind you. Okay, good. Yeah, I, like, yeah, I knew it would. Because I was going to close the door. I was thinking, I was thinking, should I close the door? And now I don't have to worry about it, because it's already closed. <laughs> Frankie. <laughs> Frankie's here. Yep. Uh, so you are right next to Six. He's holding out uh, the red bullet, and you've uh, successfully uh, summoned your... Uh, your gun uh, from your amulet. Mm-hmm. I take the bullet from him. Uh, I want you to roll me a uh, uh, wisdom saving throw. Oh, uh, wisdom saving throw. Oh, is not wise. <laughs> That's a five. Oh. Yeah, he hands it over to you and it, it hurts to hold it. Uh, uh, Not physically, but like emotionally. Oh, shit. As you hold this bullet, you feel anger and anguish and despair flow through you. God. The beast is rapidly approaching you. It's only 50 feet away. Uh, feeling these feelings, can Frankie still load the gun? With yeah, the- roll me a dexterity check. Okay. Oh, that's 21. Yeah, nice. You're able to, despite what you're going through emotionally right now, you're able to put this bullet into the gun. It's not perfectly shaped, but it's close enough. Yeah. The beast is now 30 feet away. Six is standing next to you, just shooting arrows made of fire at it, seemingly to no effect. It's 20 feet away. It opens its mouth. Oh, God. Uh, Frankie, with tears in his eyes, because he's very emotional and he's feeling a lot of things and he's going through stuff and he doesn't have shoes on and he's mad about everything, is going to fire the gun aiming at its open mouth. It's 10 feet away. Something within your gun clicks, uh, and red energy surrounds it as it bursts to life. What is Frankie's last thought before he pulls the trigger? Frankie will be thinking about his, like, I guess his friends and family, and wanting to see them again. You shoot the gun into the gaping maw of the beast, and once again, the recoil sends you flying backwards. First into an invisible barrier that shatters as you collide with it, and then further sending you hurtling away from this void, away from six, and with any luck, back towards where you're needed the most. (laughs) Can you please roll me a constitution uh, saving throw? (laughs) Constitution saving throw. Uh, That's a 12. You lose consciousness almost immediately, tumbling further and further into the void. Main party, rest of you guys. Yeah. Inside the vault, you can see a straight path line with curtains leading to an open area about 40 feet away. But as you step in, uh, all sound suddenly lapses. You can't hear one another and you can't make any sound. Don't like that. Karen uh, draws uh, draws the closest curtain to her side. There is a frightening darkness on the other side of the curtain. Mm. Even you with dark vision can't see past it. She uh, reaches forward nervously. 
What do you mean you reach forward? Into the darkness. Oh my god! As you reach the area where the other side of the curtain would be, your hand disappears into the darkness. She says, hmm, and she draws her hand back and she closes the curtain. And she says, okay, uh, don't open those. You don't say any of this, nobody can hear you. Oh, that's true. She tries to say it and then she remembers that she can't speak and she just kind of uh, looks at the other two with really wide eyes and slowly, and slowly shakes her head like, don't do that. Karen, just roll me a quick investigation check on your hand for a second. Okay. On my hand? What is what's you two putting your hands on things you don't know what they are? Hey, you know. <laughs> That's a sick game. You panic for a second because you realize one of your fingers is gone, but then you realize that happened on a different adventure. Oh, her pinky. Her pinky's gone, yeah. Okay, Karen's going to walk forwards, I suppose. The short path uh, opens out into the small chamber, still lined on all sides by curtains. Kind of a straight path opens out into a larger square. Within the chamber, there's a lot of random looking treasure, but at the back, uh, in the center, being displayed on a small but grandiose stand is a tube-shaped case, undoubtedly meant to house a scroll. Okay, interesting. Um, what about my curtain? I threw the curtain back. On the other side of your curtain, same thing. Just like blackness, awful inky blackness. Yeah. Okay. Ido, you got anything? I wonder if a spell would work. Maybe, but you would need to make sure that that spell doesn't have any verbal components. Yeah, yeah that's true. It'd be very. Oh. If it's got a V, you can't do it. I, I don't think I have any that have don't have a V to be honest. I think we ran into this back when you got something stuffed into your mouth. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. right. I love having stuff stuffed in my mouth. Anyway. Oh my um, god, I'm gonna be cutting that one out. <laughs> <laughs> That's not making it to the final episode. <laughs> I guess Ida is just going to walk into the darkness. Okay. Follow Karen. I'm not walking into the darkness. Oh, sorry. I thought you did. Sorry. No, I walked into the center Down the of the hall. room. Down the hall. So, Idafa, are you walking into the darkness or are you following Karen into the treasure chat part of the chamber? The darkness. Okay. Oh, my God. So, you step into the darkness and as soon as you're past the threshold, you immediately lose sight of the curtains behind you. Uh, you can't see anything. Um, even with your uh, natural dark vision, you cannot see anything. You are two steps into the darkness and already you, ca there's, you can't see or hear anything. What Ido's gonna do is he's gonna lie down on the floor <laughs> and he's gonna make it so that one of his feet is sticking out of the curtain. He would, would he be able to tell that? You kind of know instinctively where it is. Just roll me a perception check real quick. Okay. You'd be able to feel the wind. Oh good. yeah, um, that is a 24. Yeah, so you would be able to lie down on the floor and feel the curtain with your foot, absolutely. When you lie down on the ground, um, you actually notice that the the floor appears to be lined with fine sand instead of stone or marble. Oh. Oh. Well, he, re he stretches himself out as long as he can and kind of like pats his hand around to see what he can feel. More sand. Okay. Hmm. All right. Uh, he, he, he kind of pulls himself back to the curtain using his foot, sort of. <laughs> yep. So you anchored yourself with your foot. If you had traveled any further than a couple of steps, you would have had to have a gamble of which way was back because it's really easy to get turned around if you can't see yeah. anything. But you're um, able to, because you anchored yourself, you're able to successfully make it back to the curtains. Oh my gosh. Uh, all right. Karen and Flynn, what are you guys doing in the treasure room space? So Flynn will wait till Ido comes back to the, the curtain, obviously, since he just stepped right in there. <laughs> and then he'll follow along with um, wherever Ido goes. Oh, okay, sweet. Well, I'm going to go to Karen. 
Cool. Okay. You're now in the space. It's probably about maybe 10 feet by 15 feet. And there's, you know, just a lot of like chests and what looks like pouches and Ooh. a small plinth with a scroll. Look, What looks like a scroll case being like held up by a little stand. Okay. Karen is going to turn to Flynnvar, point at him, make a, make a, make a hand signal like bag, like opening a bag. And then she's going to make a signal that suggests shoveling. She's trying to tell Flynnvar to shovel things into the bag. And then she will That's turn... a good idea, Karen. And then she's and then she's gonna to turn to Idafa and point to Idafa and do little binocular <laughs> a little binocular thing around her eyes. So while Karen is looking at Ido, he's gonna like put his hands up, like stop, 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 stop talking. Um, <laughs> and he's he's gonna point back to the curtain that he went behind, and he's gonna hold one hand out in front of him flat, and the other one he's gonna use like like he's sprinkling something to kind of to try and uh, let them know there's sand there because it feels weird. There's sand underneath your feet right now. Uh-uh. Oh, is there? Oh, okay, sweet. I just take off my <laughs> shoe and show them. There's sand underneath our feet in the in the vault as well, isn't there? It didn't yeah. suddenly turn the to en- sand. Yeah, the entire floor is lined with sand. Yeah. Oh, oh my god, I'm an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> so now they've chicken your shoe with us. Sorry, yeah, I so- should have I should have been more specific. It's just you didn't examine the ground until you were out in the darkness. So that's sorry. What I yeah. No, that's okay. Uh, yeah. Oh, okay. Karen, Karen is going to pick up a handful of sand from the ground, and then she's going to sprinkle it into Idafa's hand. Huh? And Idafa's going to make. <laughs> <laughs> he's gonna no i won't i won't do that that's a that's a dumb joke um okay <laughs> i know we'll just be like he'll do the binocular sign back to karen and just yeah keep an eye out <laughs> and then she's gonna point at the plinth not at the oh. not at the tube she's gonna say no to the tube no tube look at plinth and Ida's like She's trying to get Idafa to look for like traps oh, yeah. okay sweet yeah yeah well i don't i don't will do that and she's going to, while those two do that, she is going to watch the entrance. Okay. Flynn, you are going into some of the bags and pouches, is that right? I guess, yep, sure. So Flynn, roll me an investigation check. Idafa, roll me an investigation check. Karen, roll me a perception check. Cool. Oh, dear God. Idafa got a natural one. Oh. There doesn't appear to be trapped. Fantastic! <laughs> but he slipped. Flynn, I got a natural 24. Okay, uh, if it's over 20, you don't have to say unnatural. It's not possible to roll a natural 24. Flynn, uh, within the chamber, you find uh, 500 gold in various pouches, a bunch of like what look like expensive looking books um, that you might be able to sell at some point, and you find a small chest containing 20 pieces of blue electrum. Oh, phew. Karen, you said you went back to the door, right? In what way are you... She wasn't going back to the door, but she's turning her back to both of them and she's watching the door. Okay, cool. Give me a perception check. Okay. Uh, That's a natural 20. You don't see anything. Good. The door doesn't move, nothing changes, just the same, same. Fantastic. I guess because Ido thinks that there's no traps, (laughs) he's going to go up to the... To the plinth and he's gonna touch it cool oh, um no. yeah you do touch the scroll case i assume yep nothing bad happens sweet oh wait sand plinth 
thing on plinth this is indiana jones <laughs> the fantasy <laughs> it's entirely up to you what you do next like you touched it you, you touched it and it kind of moved a little bit and nothing happened there was no response to like you disturbing the scroll case okay i i look at flynn or as you know i go over to him because he won't be able to see me well he won't look at me looking at him anyway and i i <laughs> I, I pat him on the back yep and and i point to the plinth and i do a thumbs up oh my god i'm gonna <laughs> flynn's gonna give you a thumbs up um too and then like point at the treasure that i found as i'm like open the bag of holding and i'm just scooping stuff in at this point now i'm gonna start scooping stuff Okay. Instead of opening the pouches. I think Ida will actually help just put stuff in the bag because at the end of the day, Hoss wants the scroll. Mm. It's We don't have to get it for him. He's going to come here and get it. Okay. Um, he hasn't turned up yet. So yeah, you've successfully grabbed all the treasure. Cool. It's all in the bag of holding. Now what? I am going to gonna, gonna uh, go tap Karen on the back of the shoulder. and She jumps, but um, oh. she tries to stop. <laughs> she, tries, she, she jumps, but she pretends that she didn't jump. <laughs> of course, of course. Um, and since we have time now to just kind of do what we want, let's all sit together on the floor and and just play a fun game of charades since we can't talk. <laughs> oh my god! How are you going to make guesses? <laughs> we can write. We can write in the sand. We can write in the sand. Okay. Oh how, my god! How long do you play charades for? Flynn <laughs> does not want to play charades. <laughs> Actually, yeah, I guess. Well, what Flynn, what's Flynn, Flynn doing then? I'll just stand there with my arms crossed looking at you guys a bit weird, but... Okay, well, since Flynn doesn't want to play, I'm going to have a look at some of the treasure that we found. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's some, you know, expensive looking books. Some of them are, you know, fairy tales. Some of them are um, history books. Um, you know, some, something like the School of Magic might pay a lot for this, these kinds of these kinds of books. Mm. There's pouches of gold and gems and riches, um, equaling about 500 gold. Ooh. And you've got 20, 20 more blue electrum that you can split amongst you. Okay. Everything else is, is deemed useless. <laughs> oh, okay. There are a couple of, like, paintings and stuff, but, like, those wouldn't fit in the bag just because they're too large. Um, you don't have any way of sort of carrying them out of here. Bro, okay. cut them out of the frame. <laughs> I have a, I have a question regarding wild shape. So what I've read is a beast you've seen before. Does this include ones I've seen in books? No, you would have had to see the actual the actual animal itself. And okay. I sent you a list of animals I feel like you've seen before, right? Yes. Yeah. 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 No, I would say that you would have had to have actually seen the animal in real life and okay. not just read about it in a book. That's all right then. Sweet. I was just curious. So what now? While Idaf is looking at the stuff, Karen is going to go back to the door and try to open it again. Uh, yeah, roll me. What kind of check are you going to use to, to open the door? Strength. Yeah, cool. Go ahead. <laughs> I love it when the DM's just like, cool, go ahead. And you know, <laughs> and you know that we're screwed. Yeah. Excuse me, I don't appreciate being red and I don't <laughs> appreciate you guys thinking that you know what I'm going to do. That was a 16 plus 5, a 21. Karen, this is a this is a big heavy iron vault door with a bunch of complicated locks on it. Mm. No amount of strength is gonna open it. So it's locked. <laughs> I did do the thing. Yeah. <laughs> I, I did it after all. <laughs> <laughs> it was me after all. I look over and I see that she's trying to push and it's not working. Are there locks on the inside that we can try to do, or is it just from the outside? You can't see anything that's gonna get this door open from the inside. Uh did, I'm, I'm going to check my bag to see if I bought any rations with me. <laughs> I didn't pack any, but can I have some, Penny? <laughs> if you had any rations in your inventory, then you've got those. But no, oh, okay. the thing is, is that you got back 
to the city and you haven't had time to do anything. You literally like first stop, went to Murphy's and you got pulled right into this. So whatever you had on you from the like previous journey, that's what you've got. Oh, but everything kind of got thrown out of the bag. Flynn collected almost everything back up again, aside from one or two small things, like the amulet. Okay, I look at Flynn and I make the gesture of like eating and then I point to the bag. <laughs> All right, I give you some rations. And at the same time, I give you some more blue electrum just in case. Oh, thanks, buddy. Um, I'll give them to Karen as well. Cool. Okay, how much do you give them? Just just so we're all keeping our numbers nice and circular. I will split it into um, four. Yeah. And then keep the two parts for myself because it's just out of habit. Okay, cool. So uh, five to each person? Yep. Okay. Cool. Okay, and then you've got 10 on you from that 20, and then whatever, plus whatever you had, you've got another 10 on you from the previous amount. So you guys should have 8 total now. Yes, yeah. So it doesn't seem to be a way out. You've looted all the treasure. Let's say at the moment, you've been in this room for about 30 minutes, and Hoss has not appeared yet. Now what? Karen is going to open up the curtains. Okay. <laughs> and she's going to open them wide. Cool. She's opening all of them to see if anything is different behind any one of them. Solid, terrifying darkness behind every single one. Okay, she's going to stick her head in to just a random part of the darkness. Cool, now you can't see anything. Cool, Um, she's going to say something. Cool, nothing, no sound comes out. No sound. Bugger, okay. Um, Ido sees Karen trying this and he's like, oh, like puts his hand up like he's going to do something. And he he gets on on his stomach again and starts like kind of keeping his foot in the light, kind of crawling around the darkness, just seeing if there's anything that he can feel. More sand. Flynn's gonna tap Ido's ankle and then Karen's back watching what Ido does. He's gonna write in the sand, person chain, question mark. (gasps) And Ido's like, yes, yes, yes. Okay, (laughs) yeah. Who wants to go all the way in? I will. Oh, Ido raises um, his hand. Okay, I guess Karen will go in the middle and Flynn will be, will stay on the outside unless you Unless you want to go into the terrifying darkness, Flynnvar. No, so I'll be the person hanging onto the curtain and then the person that's next. Okay. So between the three of you, what is your arm span? <laughs> Let me think. So your arm span <laughs> is your height, did you know? Pretty pretty much, is yes. It? Yeah, yes. it is, yeah. Okay, so your uh, your arm span's about four feet for Karen, yep. three feet for Flynn, and about six feet for Idafo, is that right? Correct. Yeah. Okay, so that so gets you 13. about 13 feet into the darkness. Mm-hmm. Even moving around, you're just seeing, you're like, you can't see or hear anything. The only contact you have, Idafa, is the hand that's holding onto yours. Moving around, it's just all empty space. Wow. You can feel <gasps> more sand in the ground underneath your feet, but that's it. Okay, I'm going to pull Idafa back out again, and I would like to try to do this again, but right next to the door. So if I'm picturing this right, there should be a wall with the door in yep. and then curtains on either side so I want to see if there is a a wall that we can feel in the darkness cool. mm. roll me a perception check 19 plus 4 nice there is a wall there mm. it kind of curves inwards only slightly okay giving you the idea that like if it continues around like it does it would be a large circle slightly and irregularly vibrating in some way that you can't quite put your finger on what might be causing that ew (laughs) not like a constant like like a really irregular sort of movements are being transferred through the wall to your hand Okay. And what um, what side was the black glass on when we were traveling through this location? The left side. The left side. Karen would like to communicate through various gestures and writing in the sand that 
potentially what we could do is if somebody's got a rope in the back, we could rope ourselves together and we could move around the wall, starting from the left side, so moving around anti-clockwise, I suppose, to see if there's anything on the walls now that we know that there are walls. Just before we get into this, can I just confirm that the scroll is still sitting on the stand that you found it in? It yeah. definitely yep. is, Penny. It is definitely on there. Cool. Yeah, I think I we're all... Just wanted to check. <laughs> Ida was like, yeah, it's not... You know, thumbs up to the scroll, it's there and whatever, it's not trapped or whatever. I think we're just leaving it there till host comes. Well, that's what Flynn kind of thinks. He's like, cool, we'll leave it. Well, he said to wait here, so we're waiting here. Yeah. I don't think he said wait here. He said, I'm on my way to you. He oh, said, well. Yeah, he said, I'm on my way, so we're... Uh, we're different than is waiting. Okay. Yep. Everyone roll me a quick intelligence check. Okay. That maybe we shouldn't wait around in a vault. Uh, 17. That's a 13 for Ida. Flynn got a 19. Flynn, kind of putting together sort of like, hey, we did all the puzzles on the way in. And like, it only took us like, didn't take us that long to get here. Hosh should have already arrived by now. Oh, yeah. Mm. <laughs> okay. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. Maybe we should take the scroll. Yeah, Flynn's gonna write Hoss question mark time question mark equals and then scroll. <laughs> yeah, Karen's gonna nod and motion for him to go and get the scroll. Mm-hmm. Me? Yeah. He looks at him like I have hurt. Like he looks at this. He points to his arm that he hurt. So Flynn's gonna be like, okay, sweet. And then I'm just gonna go get the scroll, I guess. So he just kind of like walks very comfortably up to the plinth. Idafa said there was no traps, and yeah. he has got—he's got the bag. So Karen's like, "Yeah, he's not going to be in danger. He can go and get the bag. He can go and put it in his bag immediately." <laughs> no, that's fine. <laughs> Just you guys shoving me in another box. It's fine. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because Idafa was like confident. Flynn's like, "Sure, okay." Um, and so he won't even do any tricks or anything. He'll just be like, "Cool." And so I reach out. And I pick up the scroll. Where is everybody else when Flynn does that? I think still by the like the wall that we found. Well, you know, I'm not in the darkness, but I'm back by the um, door, I would think. Okay. Yeah, Karen? Karen Karen has got a rope out of the bag and she is tying it around Idafa's waist and then she'll be tying herself in the middle of the rope. Cool. Um, you're about halfway through this. Yeah. When uh, Flynnvar picks up the scroll and suddenly you get a bit of a fright because you hear something. <laughs> As Flynnvar picks up the scroll, you hear an amplified voice rocket like across the across the room. Uh, it's a familiar voice and it says, Welcome to the final round. Oh my god. And as soon as you hear those words, you can hear murmuring, muttering, laughing coming from multiple voices in all directions. Oh my god. I knew it was a two-way mirror. <laughs> <laughs> and suddenly all of the curtains start to rise. Oh no! <laughs> Just like that, they're gone. I thought they was going to get my consent to join in, and that would have been really cool of them. Hi, I'm Raoul, the guy who was having sex behind that curtain that Idafer charged through. I didn't get a lot of episode time, but I'm a cool and well-rounded guy who respects sex work and sex workers as human beings, and you should too. Unless they're not humans, but you get the point. Thanks for listening to the show. <laughs>